0: where we talk to founders and influencers from all over the world. I'm so excited that we've brought back the episodes and we have some very exciting guests lined up for you in 2022. We've been busy working on a project the last five months, which is close to completion, so more on that later. We've got an incredible guest on the show today and I'm so glad he agreed to join us because I think more people need to hear his story. It just screams hard work and passion, which is incredible. From quitting college to starting his own business and not looking back since, I welcome Dylan Bardwatch to the show. Dylan, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Um, so tell me, where are you based today? Because we're doing this virtually.
1: Yes, I am based in a small town in Nottingham called Long Eaton, where I was brought up. So yeah, East Midlands. Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> and are you in your studio, your office or...?
1: Currently, I'm in a photo studio right now. The office is a bit too noisy for a podcast. <laughs> so. We're in a quiet space today.
0: Nice, good stuff. So let's go back to the beginning, to where it all started. Um, you kind of say on your, your sort of information that you share with everyone, you never went to fashion school, you quit college. Um, what was the turning point for you to go and start your own business whilst you were at college?
1: Um, it Well... This was never meant to happen. Like this wasn't meant to be. I wasn't meant to have my own clothing brand. Um, in like Asian culture, I left secondary school with no qualifications other than I got a merit, I think, in business, and I got a B in English. So everything else, I failed. I then started working for my dad. I previously worked for my uncle because we all lived together. Um, There's like 24 of us who live together, but that's like a different story. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I used to work for my uncle from like the age of five. I used to work in his garage just by like picking up stones from the car park and just picking up cigarette ends and stuff like that, just keeping me busy. And then fast forward and like after secondary school, I worked with my dad on a Saturday. So my dad sells sports cars for a living and he used to pay me 15 pound a shift. And then he would give me an extra five pounds per car that he sold on that day. But I had to remember the reg number, the make model of the (laughs) car. And I've got no, like I'm not educated in cars at all. Like (laughs) I don't, I, I know the logo, but that's all I would know. Like I wouldn't know anything else. Um, so I was never really given, like from a young age, I was always like made to understand the value of of money, because like my granddad immigrated into the UK, um, my family came from absolutely nothing, um, so they built like this empire, but they didn't really want to just give us that empire without us knowing the struggle that they had to go through. Amazing. Um, so when it came to me, like my three brothers, well, my brother cousins, because um, we live together, I just called them my brothers, yeah. they went to go and work for their dads, so they all run their own car mechanical garage service company called Cam Servicen, there's, there's like 15 of them in the UK, and when I left school I was told to go and work for my dad, and um, which I didn't have a problem with because he wanted me to do all like the marketing and the photography side of like the car stuff. And photography was what I was like passionate about at the time. Um, but I found this course in Nottingham, it was South Nottingham College in Beeston. And they were taking on basically anybody. Like <laughs> you didn't need any qualifications or anything. They were just taking on absolutely anybody to do this course. And I asked my dad if I could do it part time. He was like, I'm going to speak to your Baji and see what he says and see if he will allow it because he's like the oldest of the house. He made like the final decision. Yeah. Um, he said yes but then my uncle, other uncle, said no. Oh. So my other uncle was basically like, he needs to work like the others worked. He shouldn't be going into further education. Like he needs wow. to go straight back into oh my God. the business. And I remember when my dad called me that day and he was just like I need to come and see you. Like Come to my office, I was like, Oh no, what's happened? Um, and then he basically said, Look, I've had a conversation with my brothers, you can't go to college, like, you're gonna go and work for the family instead. And I was distraught mainly because it's not like I hate working for the family, I just didn't enjoy it. And like, the thought in my head was basically, I'm gonna be doing something for the rest of my life that I've got to force myself to enjoy. You never know that what that could lead to, like mental, like in like health wise. Yeah. Um, so I remember calling my mum, crying. I was like, Mom, they won't let me go to college, like please help me do something. (laughs) A week later, my mum was persuaded my dad to speak (laughs) to his brother. I got into college. Um, she took me to go get like my photo ID card printed and all of that stuff. Um, and then I was enrolled, went to college so within the start to the four months that I was at college for I used to make my own clothes because I couldn't afford clothes off the high street like my parents could afford whatever they wanted but yeah. because I wasn't working I decided to go to college part-time sure. I only had like 20 30 pound a week I and I know that's quite a lot of money still yeah. but it wasn't enough for me to buy myself something that would make me like fit in with the people yeah. in college or etc. So I used to go to Primark and customize t-shirts and stuff from there because they were cheap. they were like 1.50 for a plain t-shirt. Yeah. And I used to go on YouTube and learn how to like tie dye. So I would basically figure out like the different techniques you can do And I used to use a lot of bleach methods back then before tie dye. So I remember like in the kitchen, me and my sister would like try and figure out what we're doing, like working out on like different designs and stuff, but it never made me think to then put the ideas on social media. Nice. So I I ended up putting a picture of this. It was half bleached. Like I dip dyed it in bleach and then I put like gold studs on the shoulder caps of the t shirt. It was like it was disgusting to look like it. Just buy it. I didn't even wear it myself. I actually just made it because I just thought it would be cool. Um, I posted it on social media and like Facebook was like the in thing for me when like when social media was like a huge thing. Um, And I had like 30 likes on this picture and I was like, oh wow, that's to me, like I wasn't a popular kid. So to me, that was like, that was a lot of response. So as I was part-time studying at this Mm -hmm. photography college, I got a freelance job working above the building that my dad owns um, and the building's a gym. So the guy asked me if I could take pictures of like his equipment and like people working out for his website. Nice. I was like, yeah, 100%, I'll do that. That's not a problem. He paid me like 20 quid for this job. Mm -hmm. And in his office, he had a vinyl machine, which is basically where it's like a plotter cutter. So it's basically a a long, thin piece of plastic and it um, blades out a design. So for example, like this, what I'm wearing Mm -hmm. now is vinyl. And I said to him, can that machine do anything? He was like, yeah, any logo, like anything. And because I couldn't afford designer clothes, I asked him to make me a fake, design a t-shirt so I could like feel like I was like (laughs) all prestige and stuff um so he made it for me as like a payment instead of paying me instead and then I remember listening to a lot Well, I do still now listen to a lot of like hip-hop R&B rap music and there was a lyric in the song that I wanted on a t-shirt so I designed like I drew this logo um and I put it on t-shirt and that was the name like, that was ratchet like, that's where ratchet came from and again it wasn't intentionally going to be a clothing brand it wasn't meant to be anything other than something that i personally just wanted to wear myself mm-hmm. and then i went to college where i would get people in college were like oh can you make me one like we'll pay you for it and i didn't know how much to charge so i'd be like oh yeah 10 quid like you can you can have one fast forward like a few months so i ended up leaving college sorry during college um i set myself a website so i thought if anybody else wants to buy it they can just buy directly from the site instead of me having to go through like the ins and outs of everything within the first three months i didn't get a single sale so but i didn't care because i knew like i just did that because that was just something i enjoyed doing on the weekend and then i remember um go into the cinema one evening, and I didn't get a phone until I was 16, so I remember getting a phone, um, I took a picture of this new tie-dye sweatshirt I did, which is half pink, half blue, it's got a ratchet across the chest and it's got like bleach splats all over it, um, and I posted it, I took a picture of it on my bed, my bed was like a zebra sheet, um, zebra sheet and um, I put it on the website, went to the cinema, before I went to the cinema, I posted it on Facebook to say like, new sweatshirt available now if anybody's interested. I, I came back from the cinema and my dad was like, I'm pretty sure you've had a few sales from this sweatshirt. Oh, wow. but, um, with this comment me saying that I just bought one and I'm just like, can't be, like no way. <laughs> because no one's bought any other time i logged into my paypal and in paypal was a thousand pounds
0: oh my god Why?
1: Wow. i was like me and my mom looked at each other we were just like what is going on right now like how is there a thousand pound in my PayPal?" <laughs> she was just like what do we do and i'm like i don't know like what do we do because that was like 30 orders equivalents to a grand. so we was just like uh, like figuring out, so I had to find a supplier, I needed to find a printer, I needed to find more tie-down, like it was just like what, like everything happened so quickly.
0: Wow.
1: From that week, it went to like three or four orders a day, to 20 orders a day, wow. to 50, to 100, to 300, to 1,000. And then that was when, before we knew it, we turned over a million pound in the first year. Wow. So my my family were just like, this was before Ratchet, obviously they were saying, you have to work with family, like you can't go and do your own thing. They found out I made a million pound within the first year. They were just like, stick to what you're doing. <laughs> you don't need to work with a family. Good because obviously family. my family went to the family, like I didn't keep that, like, because we all live together, we all have like, we basically have one big part that everybody money that comes into the family goes into one part which basically provides like everything yeah so a really close-knit type family Mm -hmm. and they didn't mean any harm for me not going to further education because they just didn't know any different yeah and I understand because I mean they're very traditional like they flew from India my granddad had very like understanding work ethic of like what he wanted and what he wanted to pursue and for the legacy to carry on um, so all of this was new to me, to everybody, like Channel 4, BBC, ITV, were well, at, sh- at my shop door interviewing me live, like, and I've never done an interview in my entire life before, so in this interview i basically just sat there like, <laughs> um, hi, I'm Dylan, and <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, what is happening? Before I knew it, the first year just flew by. Wow. First three years was, like, the peak of, like, ratchet clothing. After that, I kind of lost a bit of interest in it all, because I was just like, I've done it now. Like, I don't need to just... <laughs> so it went downhill for a bit, and then in the past two or three years, I finally started to, like, reinvent, like, myself and the brand. Amazing. And we just launched this new the health collection last weekend, oh, and everything oh, wow. just... Manifested. It was just perfect. Like, everything's just been so great. Touch wood. Um, I think I went on a bit too far
0: question. No no, no,
1: no, no, like no. An overview of
0: basically. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Well, first, I didn't realize you live with twenty-four people. I mean, I come from a family of eight in one house, and I'm like, oh my god, it's too much. So, well, wow. no, no. <laughs> that's insane. Um, but so yeah, well. a million in the first year is just incredible like I didn't I thought it was maybe two or three years down the line that you had made your first million and just remind me how old were you when you hit that million? I was 16
1: 16 years old 16 uneducated I had no idea what was going on for life literally I had no friends I had nothing it was just literally me my mum teaching me how to work a washing machine I had no members of staff actually my members of staff were my my three sisters my mum were who worked not worked for me because it it was like i don't want to say that but we all worked together to make it happen yeah and then we obviously gradually got more and more staff we had to get a building that we rented out Mm so yeah it just, just happened
0: so fast forward to Ratchet today, what, what's the kind of I suppose mission for the brand today? Because you, you mentioned that for you know you lost interest for a while and then you kind yeah. of revived it. So what is it all about today?
1: Ratchet clothing. Yeah, yeah. Where and uh, like the community that I've managed to build throughout the past ten years, it will be the year, are basically like, how can I explain it in a way like we're not obviously a family, but we're this really strong, like tight knit group of like individuals who are kind of like free to like just be themselves, if you know what I mean. And the thing is with like my audience, they're they're aged between I would say like between 25 to like 50. I will, okay. That's my audience now. Um, Before it was a a younger generation, like a much younger generation. And I think as I've grown, my audience have grown too. And um, I kind of don't like to label myself as like an advocate of like mental health, because I don't want that um, responsibility on my shoulders. But every single day, I must get between 50 to 100 messages of people saying, like, you made me feel this certain way by just making me feel comfortable in like the clothes you've designed and made. Like I've never worn colour before, but just something about this that just makes me feel important or just makes me feel like like I'm worthy or like they just they feel good in what they look good in. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And I just launched a collection called Damaged Collective on Friday that's just yeah. gone. We're basically reinventing the word damaged by showcasing the problems that we've gone through in life and that it's okay to basically have these um situations and it's very normal to have a really crap day um and basically just just making yourself feel like it's just very that's very normal basically and we've got um i mean we had this thing called we designed, one of the designs was a daily reminder for you, I don't
0: know if you've oh, seen cool. it. No, yeah, um, well, I've seen the range, but I haven't, yeah, show it to me. Well, Dylan's um, in his uh, photo studio, so he's just gone off to go get um, a piece of clothing.
1: Oh, yeah. um, so it's basically, I, I read what it says to it, it says, this is your daily reminder for you. This is your reminder that you've got this. Give your body some love today. Love the skin you're in. This is a reminder that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to fall down. You're a human. Feelings are normal. Order a takeaway. Eat that to ice cream. Get into your emotions. It's okay to have days where you do nothing. It's okay to cry. It's okay to ask for help. You can fight whatever you're going through. You deserve to be happy. You made it this far. Take a deep breath. Wow, I love
0: that. That's
1: so good. So- we released them Friday okay. and I always go into like launches expecting like the worst case scenarios so I never get upset about things and because none of this has got ratchet on it like it's a complete different thing that I've done and we sold like 3,000 in like the first eight minutes of launch. Oh my god. So we were, I was just like I don't know what's going on here oh, <laughs> but wow. it was it was mad and then a lot of people, again, I don't want them to feel like they can't come to me when they have these problems. But it, it's a lot when someone says to me, like, "Look, I was thinking about like committing suicide, and I was thinking about this and that, and this has like made me realize something different." I don't want, I don't want that. Like, I, I mean, I, 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 It's not like I don't want it, but it's hard for me to absorb people's. Bad thoughts, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. And I know it's great that they're happy that this ha- may have helped them in a certain way, and then they can and they feel comfortable speaking to me about it. Sometimes it's quite a bit for me to to rein in and be like, oh, I don't know what to say sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not being in that situation myself. Like I've struggled with my mental health, but I've not been to that extreme where I've wanted to do that. Um, so it's, it was great. And a lot of people were saying like, it's not just for them. It's also for people who are reading it on your back. So yeah, if you true. you walk down the street and someone sees it and they yeah. need a, a reminder to be like, do you know what? Like, I've had a shit day, but it's okay. It's yeah. normal, have a shit day. Especially when you're by yourself, like you think things all the time and you, you just spiralize it and you snowball into just like overthinking stuff that's just not necessary or needed. So yeah, it was good. Like a percentage of our profits being donated to Mind Mental Health Charity. Nice. So we are trying to do as much as we can for the followers who have kind of like helped me build this.
0: That's really nice. And I bet when you first started, when you were 16, you never thought that a big topic of conversation or even a range of your clothes would be around mental health, I bet.
1: exactly. And it was just like, I'm just really surprised that there's not many brands who are doing something similar like I was waiting for somebody to be like you copied this person like why are you doing this for like they've already done it but it's it's upsetting to see that there's so many brands out there with such huge platforms like way like a huge massive compared to mine Mm -hmm. and they can't just lift a finger and just speak about the most important thing right now that's going on do you know what i mean yeah i agree because if our mental health is good we're good you know and if i can just do like the smallest difference and make somebody happy with that then i'm happy to to just keep doing it but i wouldn't obviously this would not be possible without the people that um have stuck with me and i mean there's been phases where like you love a brand and then you slowly start to just forget Mm. about them and you move on to somebody else but there's been thousands that have just stuck with me since like day one, nice. which is really nice to see. And it's kind of like, I do need to give back. Like it's my job to make sure that I'm not being greedy yeah. and sharing like everything that's coming along the way. <laughs> Love that. So yeah, I've always been like, I don't want to sound like I'm like a superhero, but yeah. we have a school in India where my family are from and every single wow. year we buy their uniform, their books. We basically pay for like everybody's education for I think there's 500 kids who are out there. It's like a picture on my Instagram. So what me and my sister do is that like, we donate like a couple of grand a year just to make sure that they've got everything that they need. That's um, to continue on with everything. And one year we was actually there when we gave out the uniform and like the books and everything like that. And it was just so like, it's it's so it's so overwhelming because it's like small things like that. Uh, like if somebody was to give me a book now, I'd be like, I don't care about a book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even read. <laughs> Why you give me a book? But just seeing how happy it makes it, like we're also stuck in like our own world right now. Like yeah. especially this generation, we do we do not see what else we can do to help along the way. And I feel like now, people my age, people our age, they need to be resorting back like how we can help and make a difference because where we we are going to be the generation that will be bringing up the next generation yeah, true. So we have that kind of mindset so it's yeah. really
0: good that you're giving back to schools in India girls in movement is all about education of young girls in Indian villages and yeah you're so right that feeling when you see their little smiles when you give them a book they, like, they, if you did that in a school in the UK
1: it would be like,
0: what is that for okay.
1: <laughs> they don't care.
0: <laughs> no, they really don't. Um, okay, so what's a typical day for you like then um, at Ratchet Clothing?
1: So I'm very much. Um, I always like to. I, I hate going to London. Like I'm always have to go there for like work and stuff. But if I can avoid going there, I would definitely avoid going there. Um, <laughs> My typical day, I'm very much the social media person at work. So I'll come to work, I'll spend an hour with Millie, who who does our tie-dyeing, and I film TikToks. So I film like around seven or eight TikToks for the week. I try and post at least once a day. Nice. And then Lisa, who's downstairs, she's like our packer. She's like the woman who's like, she deals with the packers inside of it all and then i'll help her pack orders so i'm very much hands-on with everything still so i'll help her pack orders and everything like that judy's like the ground manager so she basically deals with everything when i'm not here well she does with everything anyway when i'm <laughs> here. if i'm gonna go off and do something like this now like she has everything under control downstairs Amazing. um there is we are only a small team there's only five of us six of us um, sorry Oh my god! The six of us, and then we have a Facebook ads team who aren't based here, and then I do have a graphic designer who's based, who's my best mate, who doesn't oh live god. like who doesn't live there here. But um, so there was there was a small group of us. But um, typical day will consist of like I'll wake up in the morning first at six, go to the gym or walk my dog, yeah. and then I will come to work from between like nine and nine thirty. I'm here till about 435. But when you're self-employed, like social media is a consistent thing. Yeah, like you doing it yeah. 24-7. So I'm always on my phone. Like I'm always on my phone on the go. I'm always interacting with people who send me like DMs or they're asking questions about anything. So I'm very much involved in that. Um, and design work like up here is like well wow, my thought process happens. So like working on like the next collection taking pictures of like new stuff. So what I do is like, I kind of photoshop what I think will look good on something. And then I actually print it to make sure I'm not wasting anything. Amazing. Um, and yeah, tie dyeing used to be something that I just used to do every day, all day. So I would just come to work, tie dye, just like wow. make things of stuff. But then I thought, I'm not really doing anything. Like I should be painting someone to do this so I can think of new stuff, new yeah. ideas, and what we can do to make the business grow. So as I've got older, I've kind of like thought about doing different stuff to make things work. So
0: And so you've got a team of five, and it's one person that is essentially tie-dyeing, fulfilling those orders, and then I've seen there's a process. Yeah,
1: Millie, she smashes it. So if if there's a lot of stuff, which usually there is a lot of stuff, (laughs) Millie finishes at, like, three, so then Julie will jump in and do the last part of it all. Amazing. But the thing is, you know, because of the space we have, we only have a, enough sinks to cover. Once it's full, we can't really do anything else anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we are very, it's full every day. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful when you're walking because it's just colour it everywhere. Like it's I just good enough <laughs> really nice room.
0: What's been some challenges, I suppose, with starting a business at a young age? So, I mean, you're still young now. So, you're obviously going through growth still as well. Um, yeah. You know, you took a pause, but what's been some headline challenges for you?
1: I just think um, not being taken seriously was like a big thing to start with, um, you know, because I was making so much money, my business choices weren't like my own business choices of what I would have taken. It was kind of like I had a manager at the time who basically like dealt with everything because I was so young. I didn't need to put my foot in the yeah. other thing. To make things run um and there were like choices that I probably wouldn't have agreed with but I just went along with it because I felt like I didn't really have a voice then to say I don't want this I don't want that I do want this I do want that mm-hmm. which then made like a turn of like losing money because mm-hmm. I would invest in thousands of like a certain material and stock but we still have it because I was too afraid to be like do you know what I actually don't want that, like I don't want to go ahead with this certain thing. Mm. Um, that, I think being young and being in the public eye, because I've had four TV shows at the same time, wow. um, I suffered a lot with just trying to find friends in general. Mm. I have like, had one best friend who I've had since I started this, he's been my best mate for 10 years now, nice. but I don't really have anybody else in my social circle. Which I don't mind about because I just hate people in general anyway. I'm I'm a person, I don't go to, like, I get invited to these influencer events all the time. (laughs) Like, I would rather literally stab myself in the neck and go to these events (laughs) because I cannot stand pretentious, privileged people. Like, I cannot be around. Yeah. those kinds of people, because I would probably end up saying something I regret. You know, when they're just out there, and like, yeah, like, I've worked so hard my whole life, I'm and I'm just like, you, you don't know anything, like, what you have about to go through, firstly, like, it's not, I can't, like, I don't want to go too much into it, so i probably end up saying something I regret, but, um, it's just, when I get invited to these places, I'm just, I would avoid, like, I'm always like, no, there's no way I'm going. I can't physically it makes me feel sick. Like influence rewards. Like, who has an influence for award show? Like, I don't understand. I <laughs> when you see the people who are winning, I'm just like, you know, you had to pay for a table for you to win that award. <laughs> you didn't win it, you paid for that award. Um, but yeah, I think. As I've grown older, I've, like, realised that I've never needed a, like, a group of people to, like, help me yeah. get to where I am. Like, I'm, I, My mum and dad are, like, the best people ever. Like, I love them with everything. Like, literally, my sister's my best friend. Like, she's, like, I would, like, I wouldn't usually stand in front of a bullet for nobody. My, <laughs> sister, my sister, 100%. Um, she's, she was. She's always. She's like my free my free therapist. So anytime, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, she's way younger than me too, which is kind of nice. I'm be loading all my problems onto <laughs> you, <laughs> but she's just so clever. Like she's the most. Like she just gets everything. Yeah. Um, and I think because I've got such a big family, I've never needed like friends. to mm-hmm because there's always somebody at home who always wants to do something yeah like one of my older sisters her name's called ricky and like she's like she's always free always (laughs) free but like she's always there to do something with. like i'll call like do you want to go for dinner she's like yeah let's go she'll go to cinema yeah let's go like my best mate he comes down once a month so it's nice to like see him um once a month but we used to work together but we used to fall out all the time. I so really we are like, never going to work together in our lives. Like, mm. let's just be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it and, simple. work colleagues. Um, but then I do obviously have, like, business friends who we speak about for, like, advice and stuff because there's nobody in my family who's educated in this industry.
0: Okay, yeah. It's
1: hard for me to get advice of stuff that nobody kind of knows anything about. Of course. So I do have... Um, a friend um, she's she's like it's basically her and her nanny we're in a card yes. business okay. um, like every day we're always on the phone each to talk about like oh, new ideas. so awesome. we steal each other's ideas basically but we're okay with it because we both care about each other so much um, and she's basically like, we're basically very similar in the fact that we're the faces of our own brand that we make our brand sell mm-hmm. I think it's like our personality that makes it work like yeah. we can learn people into like who we are as individuals and like they just stick by so yeah i'm good in that sense of like the struggles of of that but other struggles of growing up it was mainly just like seeing things online that i just didn't want to ever see and then my mum and dad are very like um yeah. they're on facebook all the time yeah and when people like do interviews with me or there's like a clip that's posted like this viral page of me for them reading the comments, it's not nice, For the co- I don't care, yeah. like I'm not um, gonna be upset about it, but I know it upsets them, mm-hmm. so I'm just like don't read them, like you really don't need to read them, yeah. it's not like obviously none of it's true, like we all know what the truth is, it's you shouldn't be like led into that crap and it's always people who have got nothing better Not to do with to their do. life. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, when you're making a million at 16, then maybe...
0: Yeah, come back to me. <laughs>
1: <the same conversation. laughs> but for now, you enjoy. But yeah.
0: And we just, you mentioned there kind of, um, I suppose, you know, influencers and big names, but you've had some serious big names kind of where your clothes, Miley Cyrus, Drake, Rihanna. How have you got your brand in front of so many influential people
1: I've never had to pay for wow, um okay that's good or any PR anything like that so with Miley Cyrus was like the best story I'll tell you that one so <laughs> we designed a we drew an illustration of Miley Cyrus and we changed so many things of this of this image we had like we added on gold chains tattoos like tear like her tongue was just like that like it was just sick it was that was that's basically like the graphic of ratchet clothing and um we we put it on a white sweatshirt and we had already bought tickets to her tour in okay. Birmingham. So this was like a month prior to the release we just wanted to wear something cool for the concert that took all my stuff there with me and um we thought, okay, let's release this design. We'll call it Miley Virus instead of Cyrus because okay. we had done like a different whole aspect of what her face looked like. Then we thought we will do a competition thing on Twitter where they had to hashtag Miley, they had to at Miley Cyrus, hashtag Miley Virus. And we like built up all of this hype about releasing this um competition and within the first 10 minutes we trended worldwide oh my god wow. like i took so many screenshots on that day of like the hashtag of it trending. right it was the same day saturday night live had just come back on tv who right. was above that who was above i've got the picture i'll send it to you where i'm like mm-hmm. of everything We're above to be number one and i was just in my bed on my ipad like how have i done this like how have i just <laughs> No marketing team. I've got nothing. It's just me You're building up all this like excitement for this giveaway, and it's gone worldwide. And then an hour later, I get a direct message from her backup dancer, and she was Miley Cyrus was known for having really like quirky, cool, different kind of people um, backup dancing, and her name was called Brittany, and. Um, she messaged me and she was just like, I really like the sweatshirt. Can you send me one? Oh, wow. And I was just like, yeah, of course, I'll send you one. Like, no problem. Um, and then when I found out they were coming to Birmingham, obviously I knew they were coming to Birmingham, but I did a bit of stalking and find out which hotel that they were staying at. Nice. Um, I messaged her and I was just like, I'm only literally 35 minutes away from your hotel, like where we're based. Why don't I pick you up? And then you can come to my shop and you can take mm-hmm. whatever you want. Amazing. And she was just like, "Yeah, I would love that." So she came with Miley Cyrus's makeup artist. So they were just walking around <laughs> in my shop, and I was just like, "How the fuck have I managed? Sorry, how have I managed to do this? I don't understand." And then she comes in. My mum, my mum works in the same building as me. It's like a big industrial unit, so she yeah. works like far up that end. Um, she she comes down and she's just like, oh my god, like excited. We don't even know who this person is, by the way. Like she's just the backup dancer. So mm. we're excited, like, oh wow, like your my backup dancer. <laughs> <So cool." laughs> Gives her a top, she prints her own top and stuff like that. And then as she walks out of the shop, bear in mind, we took her to Frankie Benny's for tea. Brilliant. Of, <laughs> <it's> like they <laughs> know no, Frankie Benny's is <laughs> the worst restaurant <laughs> <everyone> ever. <laughs> But we took her there. uh, me, my mum, my dad, my manager, and like two members of the stuff at the time. And we just had a really fun time and then she left and she was like, Oh, bye, this is how she ended the conversation. Oh, by the way, Miley Cyrus wants to meet you backstage in Birmingham. I was just like Oh my god. What do you mean? She was just like, Yeah, she wants you to give her the sweatshirt yourself in person. And I'm just like, shut your mouth. Like, this is bullshit. Like, you're a liar. Sorry, I keep swearing. I shouldn't keep swearing. Don't worry,
0: it's fine. It adds to the story.
1: (laughs) And then I'm just just like, are you joking? She's like, no, I'm not joking. And I'm just like, I'm so grateful. She was like, but you can't bring your friends. They have to wait outside.
0: (laughs) You're like, yeah, fine.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am not bothered at all so I remember going to the concert we saw so many people in the design that we did
0: amazing which
1: felt so cool um we went to the backstage bit where we got given our triple passes and then we watched the show and her encore song was party in the usa yeah. So as she was singing that, I was like to my friends, I'm going to go backstage because I don't want to miss her. Like I don't want them to be like, oh, she's left now. Because usually artists, they sing, then and they get in the car and leave. Yeah. And I was like, I've, I've, I've built up too much excitement for that to happen. So I get to the door, security guard's there, and he's just like, oh, she's gone. I'm like, she's on the stage. He <laughs> obviously thought I would stole this AA person somewhere. And then he was just like, Well, we can't let you through until somebody who gave you the passes um, brings you. And I'm like, Oh my God, the backup dance on stage. It's she's okay. like, gonna get there. Oh my and God. And then the song finishes, people are like walking out, like this crowd. And I'm like, Oh my God, please let me through. Brittany is a dwarf. So I couldn't see her.
0: Oh my God.
1: And I'm just like, Oh, my what's happening? So I see her, she's running through. She's like, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Dylan. And I'm just like, Thank God thank you you're here. Wow. <laughs> thank God you So she comes running through, takes me through, and she's like, are oh, you just gonna wait here for a little bit? She's like, you and your friends can wait here, then when she's ready, I'll take you through. So me and my friends waiting in the room with her makeup artist, mm-hmm. who's now Billy Eilish's makeup artist, just so like my way in, um, mm-hmm. and this other guy, um, and we was in there for an hour and we were just like, this ain't happening. Like, we're, we've missed the boat, she's oh. left. Like, Brittany comes through she's like, okay, she's ready now. And I'm like, what? She's like, she's ready now. And oh, you know what is? I've
0: got these bumps, this is unreal.
1: You know what it just hits you? And you're just like, I'm about to meet Miley So I was like, at well, the moment, at that time, she went through this whole different change. She's like the biggest celebrity in the world right now. Yeah. So I go through, I have like my GoPro, my hand like this, like, shake, like, <laughs> like... I wanted to keep it here so I could film the whole process. By the time I saw her, the GoPro was on the floor. Like, I had lost my shit. Oh. I had fully lost everything. So um, I walk through, and Miley Cyrus comes to me. She says, you must be Dylan. And I'm just like she knows my name, I kind of know my name? I, I'm, just, I'm just like very much like muted right now, like I'm not even talking, I'm just, just down looking at her like, what's going on she's just like, do you want something to eat, like we've got food imported here, like here, take have whatever you want, do you want some fruit, do you want a drink, do you want this, do you want that and I'm just like, she's so nice like she's so friendly, She mm-hmm. just come off stage, like she's sweating She just like, and I understand like here, I've got you something, like, uh-huh. here. So she takes off her top in front of me, puts on this sweatshirt that I made for her. She's like, should we take some pictures then? So we oh take my pictures together. god! She signed my T-shirt, which I still got on my drawer. Um, she, I gave her a gift because her dog passed away. It was like mm-hmm. the month that her dog passed away. And she was like, she loves her dog so much. So I made her this gift. And she loved it. The day after, the thing that I gave her was on the front cover of um, Heat Magazine. Oh my God. Picture Heidi Cyrus with um, the frame that she was holding of her dog. Um, and it, it was just a real like her mum was there, Tish, who I'm friends with on Facebook, <laughs> which is like my claim to frame <laughs> being friends with Marnie Cyrus' mum on Facebook. Brilliant. Um, and it, it was just such a surreal yeah. fun moment and the fact that she had she was just like you can stay however long you want like just no rush back do whatever you want to do but I didn't want to like take the piss and be like oh yeah. do this do that I got my picture I gave her the stuff wow like the me now would have been like you follow me on Instagram like you <laughs> just can you do that but I was just so nervous back then uh-huh. like I was just so shy but that was that was like the greatest, like that was such a huge. That's
0: insane. And did sales was go up when she posted?
1: So that it? design just flew, like, but because obviously she wore it, but she didn't post it on her Instagram or anything okay. like that. I posted it on like, Russet's Instagram, everything like that. So when people saw her wearing it, like, people yeah. went crazy for it. Um, but I didn't care, like, I I didn't do it for like the money aspect. I didn't do it for that. I left that place thinking i was 17 18 years old trended worldwide on twitter managed to meet miley cyrus without paying nothing like without paying manager fee like any pr or anything like that like i fully just did my own thing enjoyed the process and just it just happened
0: amazing that's what
1: meant so much to me
0: I don't think I've ever got goosebumps when someone's telling me a story. On one of <laughs> I think it's more like, okay, it could be any celebrity that's like important to an individual, but it's more that, you know, people pay thousands, millions to get their brand on a celebrity like Miley Cyrus and yours they was do. drawn out of passion. I'm seeing you this evening, or like, you know, I've got, a, I want to go, I'm going to your concert. I want, exactly. I want to create something for the concert. I love it. It's amazing.
1: It was crazy. <laughs> It was mad, it was mad. But yeah, it happened and I'm so thankful for it. She was like, when I'm back in the UK, tour, hall you can come back. I'm oh, like, I know she's not going to remember me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You'll have
1: to tap it up the mic. on Facebook and be like,
0: hi. <laughs> um, so what's coming up next with the brand? What sort of, what can we expect this year, for example?
1: Um, I didn't have a five-year plan. I didn't have any plans in life. I literally just do things on the whim. Um, I can't tell you what I'm going to be doing next week because it could just change. <laughs> I've never, like, I don't think like authentically I can sit here and be like, do you know what? I'm going to, this is going to be me. Like, these, these are my aims and ambitions. I'm just like, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Um, but what we do do, it's like a second business that I've started, is that we create merch. We're a wholesaler now too. So, we work alongside a lot of TikTok creators, so people who um, have got like a large following on TikTok, mm. we reach out to them and we create the merch, and we drop ship for them. Wow. So we work alongside 200 different clients now. Wow. Um, okay. Like every day we come into work, we print off everybody's orders, and we just, we just make them as we go along.
0: Wow, okay, wow. I didn't realise that was another, and when did you start that? Was that- um,
1: Two years ago now. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: Um, Um, My final sort of question to you, which I ask all my guests is, if you could give your younger self any advice, what would it be?
1: It would be to literally break every single rule that's in the rule book. (laughs) Do not, do not like, don't let a rule dictate what your future will be. And I'm saying this with like, I love my family to pieces but I'm so happy I did what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I didn't just sit there and just be like, okay, I'm not going to go to college. I'm just going to work for the family. Like being able to have that little bit of freedom, like, you know what it's like being Asian. Yeah. Like how yeah. it is to have freedom at such a young age, yeah. like going anywhere. Like I had to make sure, like I had to put on a leash. Like it was literally like, you can't go here, you can't go there. And I think having, of taking that step to like not like disowning family views or stuff like that but just basically doing something that actually made me happy and not my family happy yeah made such a huge change and difference like myself and like obviously the people who support the company now so i would definitely say like just break the rules they're there to be broken like do not follow (laughs) do not follow a list of instructions just do what makes you happy
0: Oh, Dylan, thank you so much. This has been an incredible podcast. um, And thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. So everyone can catch up um, on the podcast through Spotify, through Apple. We'll also drop a link to Ratchet Clothing as well. I'm loving the hoodie that you're wearing right now. So I think I might purchase one of those. Um, (laughs) Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next week.